Purple Heart Homes presents Putting the Pieces Back Together, a forum for veterans and the community to connect. Here are your hosts, veterans John Galena and Brad Borders. You're listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes. We're a 501c3 that is uh, dedicated to addressing the critical housing needs of veterans. And uh, we don't have Brad Borders with us today. we got John Galena and uh, Paul Cochran. I'm going to tell you, you, you must feel like you're in great company today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Two, two Marines in the studio? Marine. A second bald Marine. Oh, well, <laughs> I didn't you even said consider it. Not me. that. Said wow. It. We got the lock. Oh yeah. my gosh! Are, you're surrounded. I, I am surrounded. Two Marines, and uh, I'm I'm surrounded, and just never know uh, exactly what to do. But when you got to call in reinforcements, you call in the best, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad that you acknowledge that we're the best. That's <laughs> I. Hey, uh, we're gonna timestamp that and 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 save that for a clip <laughs> for later. Just just making sure. Uh, <laughs> well, you know that. Well, notice notice I didn't say when you when you're outnumbered and being overrun, you don't call in the Marines. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you know, the, the, the army the army joke is that Devin and I went to the recruiter, and the re- army recruiter said, hey, you guys ready to be all you can be? And we thought about it and said, yes, we are. So we went next door and joined the Marines. Oh, you're choking me up. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. That is almost literally what happened to me. Yeah. So uh, right right now, for those that are wondering, uh, Brad is uh, over at Veterans Treatment Court. Uh, we we called uh, Sheriff Campbell, had him picked up and escorted over. Oh oh, I mean he's over there mentoring at Veterans Treatment Court. It's first day of court. First day of court. Long it's been a long time coming, but it's the first day of court. Brad's over there <laughs> taking care of some people. I'm it has been a long time that. coming. <laughs> Been uh, been working on uh, bringing Veterans Treatment Court to Iredell County for uh, a little over a year now, and a lot of great support. It's taken uh, support from everybody from the from the sheriff to our county commissioners to the uh, the county district attorney, uh, a local uh, judge, and and just dozens of volunteers, other nonprofit partners that have stepped up, and uh, just really want to give a shout out to everybody that's uh, been a part and made that happen. It's going to be great for our community. I know there's a number of veterans already in the program, and uh, they are they are seeking to better their lives and uh, do so while paying restitution, but at the same time uh, being able to uh, get through the process with some understanding uh, and just how their service uh, does matter and, and to know that uh, they, can, they can move forward and continue to be a positive and productive member of their community that's right and i guess as it shouldn't be we're one of a handful in the state of north carolina i think there are only six others in the state of north carolina so we'd like to see this expand yeah that's right that's right speak speaking of expanding we, we got a i'm gonna tell you an ever-growing network of phenomenal guests that are joining us today and and you know you think about uh all the people from uh Folks from Alaska to Texas to, to New York and Washington and all across North Carolina and Georgia that have uh, joined us. Uh, we're, we're, we got some great guests from right here in North Carolina calling from, uh, calling from your uh, alma mater there, Paul. Beautiful Boone, North Carolina and Appalachian State University. Now, don't get, don't get too excited. You're not allowed to leave to go to Boone anytime soon. I don't know. It'd be an easy sell. Yeah, well, we're, we're not selling nothing today, so put your wallet up. Nobody can buy Paul. <laughs> Uh, Mandy, if you're listening, we're not selling Paul. He's going to stay right here. I hope Mandy's not listening. I did not tell her I would be on the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see what kind of secrets we can tell today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, we have a special guest with us today, uh, Dr. Ann 
I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to pronounce her name right and, and say it correctly. Fanatico. I hope I said that right. And Dr. Lynn Gibbard, and they are from Frontline to Farm at App State University and have a phenomenal organization where they're doing some uh, really great work uh, to support veterans. So we're really excited. So uh, thank you, ladies, for joining us. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. And so uh, tell us tell us a little bit about yourselves and uh, Anne, if you would go go first and uh, share a little bit about your your background, how you're connected to the military and and what's led you to want to get involved in supporting veterans. Yes, I'd be happy to do that. Um, I'm not a veteran. I was not in the service and it's an opportunity for me to thank all of you that were. Thank you so much or many of you that still are. Thank you for your service. Um, my Actually, I'm a daughter of a veteran of the Korean War. My father was in the Korean War and um, also daughter-in-law. My um, father-in-law was in Vietnam. So I'm really excited to have the opportunity to um, thank veterans for, for what they've done for us. I, I did grow up in a town with a um, Shaw Air Force Base in Sumter, South Carolina. But I've been working here at um, Appalachian State for the past um, 13 years. And my area is actually poultry production. Um, my PhD is in, in poultry science. So that's my area of research. But I'm also really excited about um, the opportunity to do outreach with the community and particularly with veterans. That's Very great. good. So, Lynn Gibbard, we understand that you were in the service, your husband was in the service. Please tell us a little bit about you. So, I was in the service. I grew up in Western Massachusetts, um, a family of eight children. We were subsistence farming, um, gardens, rabbits, chickens, horses, those kinds of things. Um, I knew that I did not want to stay in Pittsfield, Massachusetts and joined the Army on the delayed entry program when I was just 17. So I went into basic just after my 18th birthday. I went to Fort Dix, and then I went to Fort Eustis. I was a 61 Bravo watercraft operator, and then I got stationed at Fort Story working on Black B-30s, and um, then I went over to um, working on Larks with the reserves, and. I got out. I had gone into watercraft because as a kid, I wanted to be a marine biologist. And that didn't happen because I couldn't pass chemistry. So, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Here I am at App State after having done a whole lot of things, um, you know, just about every job known to mankind from being a nanny to to managing different businesses, working with nonprofits, having my own consulting business and communication. And, um, you know, I like to think that a lot of the lessons I learned in the Army about being organized, keeping on task, pushing through when things get tough, those help me to be successful in what I do. Um, I have been like Ann, we've both been here at App for 13 years. I'm in the Department of Communication. I have a PhD from the University of Miami, Florida, not the other one, um, in communication. And uh, just most of my research is in intercultural communication and strategic communication, and most of my practice is in that too. I got interested in um, helping veterans here at App with uh, 
work that we did, we started, a, I, uh, the university system started military affairs committees on all of the campuses. And I was honored and privileged to be asked to um, start that off here for Appalachian. And it's still going strong. Lots of great stuff came out of it. Lots of great services for our student veterans. But then in talking to Ann, became interested in working with farmer veterans. Um, I had worked at the University of Vermont with rural farmers in various capacities doing research and outreach, et cetera. And so it was just a really great fit. Um, I mentioned the Military Affairs Committee because it's done a whole lot for our student hey, on campus. And uh, we're going to just stop you right there. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, Frontline to Farm with, uh, with Ann and Lynn. Uh, you've been look, listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together. Listening to putting the pieces back together with uh, John Galena and Paul Cockrum today, and uh, we've been talking to Frontline to Farm, and uh, we're going to get back into that. Uh, Paul, you want to? Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about Frontline to Farm. Well, you know what? Let me back up. So, Lynn, we want to want to give you an opportunity to address uh, your husband's time in service. There, you said you missed that, so we want to start back with that. And then we'll go into what Frontline to Farm is. Um, so I'm really proud of my husband. He spent 20 years in the Army. Um, he started off as uh, enlisted up in Alaska, got out, went to school at Michigan State, decided he missed the military, missed the Army, went into ROTC, got out, and went, in, went, back, into, or went back into the Army as an officer and spent the rest of his time, the rest of his 20 years serving as an officer. Um, he's an Airborne Ranger and um, just an amazing man. I'm really proud I had brought up the Mac and one of the greatest things the Mac ever did was introduce me to my husband. Oh, that's really cool. That is. You know, the, one of the oddest things I've ever, uh, I've ever encountered was that love met in the Marine Corps. And, and that we, we have a, a veteran couple that we served a number of years back, and they, they were both in the Marines. They were both in Iraq together. They met in Iraq where they both got a Purple Heart, and then they came home, and that's when we were able to uh, support them. And I, I've always found that interesting how many couples meet in the service. And, and they they come out they're they're married and and you know they seem to have a an ability to uh, understand and and communicate in a little bit different way than most couples and uh, I always find that really interesting that's that's really really neat story Lynn I think well one of the cool things I mean I met Bob well after he had retired but one of the cool things we're going to start talking about Frontline to Farm and one of the really cool things about Frontline to Farm is that it brings veterans together who are farming. And um, it's, I think that Ann would agree that one of the comments that we hear most frequently, whether it's just anecdotal as we're talking to some of the participants or in evaluations, is that they really enjoy doing this work with other veterans, that they reconnect with those veterans, that they're, you know, anyone who's been in the military, been around people in the military, there are those shortcuts that we have um to connecting and so that's one of the greatest things that frontline to farm does i think looking in from the outside i would say you know i'm not a veteran and it just amazes me the camaraderie so you know it's really 
fun to watch that work and watch communities form. I think it's something therapeutic about working with your hands, working in the dirt, working with with animals that are dependent on you, mm. uh, being able to uh, see the fruit of your labor, so to speak. And, and when you're able to do that with common interests with other people, I mean, it's just it's amazing how that can turn your your thoughts to uh, from, from negative and depression to positive and optimistic. And, and that's that's really great. And and we we've you know had a lot of other charities on the show and certainly talked about some similar things. Personally, this is uh, very interesting to me in the sense that, uh, you know, Iredell County is a big ag uh, county and, and North Carolina, uh, just as, as a whole as a state, you know, agriculture is extremely important to our economy. And so lots of interest here. And, and when you can intersect those, uh, those interests with veterans which is near and dear to my heart you know it's something that i, I want to learn more about and so tell us a little bit about how you came to to found uh frontline and what brought the two of you together and and kind of what what was the synergy behind this idea and how is it uh one more part to that how does it intersect with app state directly i mean it's, it's not just a charity but it's an integral part of the college right or the university we're part of uh, App State. We, um, we're in the College of Fine and Applied Arts, both of our departments. Um, Lynn's in the Department of Communications, and I'm in the Department of Sustainable Development. And, you know, we can talk more about our goals at some point, but we do want to tell y'all, you know, how we got started. Um, I mean, we do try to connect veterans, um, you know, with with the land and with communities because we too believe it's it's healing to um to be part of the land to work with the land and also be supported by communities that that need food you know we all need food and what's interesting is that um we need farmers you know we just don't have as many farmers in the u.s now so we we definitely need farmers um, but the way we got started was um, there are um, people that have worked with um, farmer veterans, you know, I would say over the past 15 years, I've really seen a lot of growth. You know, my field is um, is agriculture, it's, it's farming. And, you know, I've just seen that growth um, in the past 15 years. Um, as I mentioned, I've got my PhD in, in Arkansas. Um, at the University of Arkansas, um, and Arkansas was just beginning to work in um, farmer veteran programs. Um, they had um, funding from USDA, the Beginning Farmer and Rancher Development Program, and um, had done just some really great development with um, helping people learn about how to do pastured poultry, helping people learn about farming as a business. Um, another project was called Beefing Up, you know, that really looked closely at, um, at you know, raising cattle. So um, we uh, also work with the National Center for Appropriate Technology. I would say that's something that's really special about our program and about Boone too, you know, we're, uh, we call our area the high country because we're at high elevation. We just have great interaction with North Carolina Cooperative Extension. Um, and of course, you know, we're based at, at App State. Also, um, many very effective nonprofit organizations. So um, I had, um, I think I uh, met Lynn um, through 
um, some um, common um, partners that we work with. And I was ready. We wanted to expand this work um, to North Carolina. You know, we've done uh, this work has been done in Arkansas. It's also been done um, Missouri with agroforestry, but it's work that applies all throughout, not just the South, it applies all throughout the country. So we really see our program as a national program. I mean, we are more centered here, like I say, in the Western part of North Carolina in Southern Appalachia, where we see even more overlap with some of the qualities of veterans and farmers you know, Southern Appalachia, we see a lot of resilience and resourcefulness. So um, I uh, realized a lot of the work had gone on with the, um, this farming program without being, you know, having as many people in the leadership that um, were military veterans. So I was really thrilled to talk to Lynn about it. And, you know, Lynn, um, you know, has so much experience um, growing up too with, so um, food production, that it was just a good match. So and, Lynn, yeah. tell us, uh, what, what year did y'all get started? When, when did you actually start the effort? I think we started the effort around 2019 was when we started talking, right, Ann? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, and then we wrote the grant and then got funded for 2020. And and tell us, uh, we got about, about four minutes here before uh, we go to our next break. Um, tell us a, a story about a veteran that stands out that's participated in the program. Is there any anybody that's particular just stands out? I think, um, Lynn, if uh, you might have some other um, folks in mind, but I have always enjoyed working um, with Corey Brick. You know, he um, is a, a full-time farmer um, here in, in the high country. He's a um, little bit down the mountain in, in Lenore. And, um, uh, you know, Corey was actually a sustainable development graduate. And it's just, um, he's, uh, you know, it's really been interesting to watch his farm grow over time. And he's also um, been the, the beneficiary of having um, some uh, interns, you know, work with him. That's one thing that our program tries to help in terms of education, that people can have customized internships. But Corey's really become more of what we'll call a consultant, you know, that um, he works more of a consulting way with us now. Is that what you were thinking, Lynn, or did you have other people in mind? That well, I think we have all, you know, we've had two in-person trainings and we've had quite a few people go through those trainings. Um, one of the most recent trainings we had, we have a dynamo from the Boone community, Taz Kim, who went through the training and uh, Taz is involved with a lot of different um, nonprofits that support veterans, but she is very interested in gardening and homesteading. And so she has learned a great deal from her time with Frontline to Farm. And uh, one of the best things that I think have come out of this is that a lot of our frontline to farm alumni keep in touch with each other and so it's that community of veterans who farm um, and just helping each other you know the funny thing is that a veteran i have no problem telling you i failed miserably at chemistry and one of the interesting things that i've seen as a communication person is just how willing our farmer veterans are to be open with each other about what they did that didn't work and oftentimes that's a huge benefit for someone who's just going into farming. 
Um, so those are some of the things that I think have come out that have been really beneficial. So you mean there's more to farming than planting a seed and just a little, putting a little bit of water on it? Well, you can ask my husband about his $30 tomato. <laughs> $30 tomato? Well, I think I might have exaggerated a bit. I think maybe he calls them $20 tomatoes. But the idea that, you know, there's just so many different factors that go into not just farming, but even just gardening and homesteading. And you get those seeds and you put them in and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. We're really yeah, excited. We, we are super familiar with uh, things not working out. Hey, you're <laughs> listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together. We'll be right back. back together with your hosts john galena and paul cockrum did you say oorah right. just, just, <laughs> just raw just raw just raw yeah okay okay it was well, the most musical oorah i have ever heard ever <laughs> need to incorporate that into the repertoire from now on <laughs> Musical Ura. We could do a Ura musical. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Well, for our, our listeners on the radio right now, uh, they, they missed a, a fantastic caller. Hope uh, just called in, and, and she uh, she shared a great idea with us in uh, relation to our, our two guests talking about Frontline to Farm and how folks um, that may have uh, farms that may want to uh, – uh, provide some uh, revenue back into their into their farm into their home can uh, set up uh, tiny houses to allow veterans to, uh, to be able to uh, have a safe place to call home and to be able to work on the farm and uh, you know in, in this conversation kind of ensued into some of the other uh, thoughts and ideas around uh, farming uh, ag tourism and so uh, Lynn was just uh, about to uh, tell us a little bit about that some of the work that they're doing I know it's becoming a, a, a big thing here in Iredale County. And so Lynn, share some of your thoughts about that and where you guys are leading with that. Sure. So, um, you know, there's a, first off, there's a difficulty getting farmland here. And um, it was funny that someone had said, um, I think it was Paul had said that uh, Iredale County and North Carolina is very ag focused and lots of agriculture happening here, but North Carolina is losing its farms at a high rate national uh, compared to the national statistics and one of the things that farmers can do to keep their land is to instead of sectioning it off and selling it off which ha we see happen a lot is to do agritourism where they have um, opportunities for people to come stay on the farm maybe work on the farm um, be able to see and make a connection between what they're eating and where it comes from and um, maybe develop a little bit of, um, of awareness around what it is a farmer does. You know, we talked about that $20 tomato and how it's not easy to just throw a seed in the ground and get something to grow, take it to the farmer's market and sell it. And so this is another source of income for them. But I think it's another way for me, at least in the work that I do, it's another way for the community to connect with farmers and what farmers do and to have real awareness around um, farm to table issues. Anne, did you want to add anything to that? I think it definitely brings um, farmers and consumers together 
you know, that's, you know, as we talked about, one thing that we've seen in farming is there's just not as many farmers as there used to be. Um, very few people um, are actually involved in production in agriculture. And then there is sometimes what we just call a gap, you know, between producers, farmers and consumers that people just don't know that much about what farming is. So, you know, farming that's um, community based, local um, community uh, farms, local food movement, this is a way to bring um, farmers and producers together. So I, I think the agritourism um, to us, you know, we we have um, a focus in, you know, different parts of our projects. Like right now we actually do focus on um, livestock. We focus quite a bit on livestock. If you look at our website, you'll see some modules on um, accessing land, getting access to land. You'll also see modules on animal health. And then we're building out some modules on um, basically what is free range, um, pork production, free range, free range pork. and and out and tying it with um, agroforestry. So mm -hmm. we're thinking, you know, this is just an, you know, really important way to um, tell the public, um, tell people about um, animal production, you know, sometimes um, it's a way to bring, you know, the producers and consumers closer together. Mm -hmm. So Anne, tell me a little bit about what the what the experience, draw, draw kind of a picture of what the experience with the program looks like, and then tell us a little bit about what the goals are of the program, where you, what, the, what the end state might be, or what, the, what this looks like when it's up and running fully. Well, it is a goal of increasing farmer success. You know, um, our flagship program is one from a grant from USDA, and it's the beginning farmer and rancher development program because there's so few farmers left and we're in the mountains and just our small um you know our mountainous terrain is um we're still a real stronghold for small farms you know in the western part of north carolina um but we're extremely interested in farmer success and that was another um thing that, you know, Hope the caller pointed out is that sometimes it's, you know, um, farming is not a success or sometimes it's it's hard for um, veterans to transition to civilian life. So, you know, I think Lynn has talked about too, you know, sometimes the things that are difficult, you know, that's of course where we learn the most. So we are trying to um, increase farmer success and that includes economic, you know, the economic part is really important to be able to grow food for community, but also be able to, to make a living um, and then increase sustainability. You know, I think that's um, another thing that we look at closely is that we work in sustainable agriculture. And so that means, um, protecting our environment while we produce food. And it also means um, social justice, you know, making sure that all of us have access to healthy food. So those are our goals. And the way we do it is um, mainly it is with our partnerships, you know, with um, North Carolina Cooperative Extension, with nonprofits like the National Center for Appropriate Technology, with um, folks at University of Arkansas and Missouri that have worked in this area um, for a long time. But our most important partners are the farmers we work with. And I do find it the most rewarding part too. And it's, you know, where I learned the most. Um, 
but we do it with partnerships. We do it with our online modules that we've talked about. We, we both work in education, you know, we're teachers. So we do try to look at ways that people learn. Some people learn, you know, by reading things on the internet. A lot of people learn though, by hands-on training. So with our frontline to farm um, training, we make sure that we spend the entire afternoon on farms and we go from, you know, several different farms and, and sometimes we help, you know, we helped um, Corey Brick plant his corn this summer. We had about 20 veterans that um, I realized they were not going to leave until Corey's you know, he's a, a Marine and they were not going to leave until his corn was planted. So we we asked students to come in, you know, help out here because we had another um, obligation that we had to get to. Um, <laughs> but they were determined his corn was going to be planted. Mm -hmm. um, mission. So we provide um, internships and then we also provide network and supporting, making sure that um, veterans have the opportunity to support each other, learn from each other some of the sustainable ag conferences um, they do have um, sessions just for veterans and it's really exciting to see that when you know they have that connection of being veterans and they also have the connection of being farmers that and is the farm provides um we have provided registration um, money for farm for uh, farmer veterans to go to some of those other conferences and then i just wanted to add that um that training we do in the summer is a five-day training where we have um, now this year we had farmer veterans who were new and we had alums from last year who came for an overnight um, the people who came for a full week they spend mornings with experts some of them local so all the way through national talking about um, things like legal issues on farms and soil conservation and so many other things. And then the afternoon we set up farm tours with some of those farm partners that Ann was talking about, including Corey Brick and others, um, Shipley Beef Farms and so many others. And um, we take them out to the farms and they get to learn from other farmers. You know, so interesting, and and just we're coming up on a break here in just a moment, and uh, just some thoughts that come to my mind. You know, I'm, I'm going back to Hope, the caller during our break, and this idea of how suicide plagues the the farm community and and that industry as well. And and I can't help but you know think about you know farmers that I know and and the challenges and struggles of financial management when you know they're making an investment that you know they're they're counting on one paycheck maybe a year or one paycheck maybe a season and and that um, paycheck is determined on so many different factors from from soil issues to weather issues to bugs and and different types of, of infections that can get into uh, different plants that you know really uh, it's, it's a it's a challenging and stressful uh, career field and what you guys are doing is just phenomenal work and I look forward to hearing more uh, both about your service and more about Frontline to Farm when we come back so stay tuned uh, you're listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together and we will be right back after this break. All right welcome back 
If you have missed any part of our show, uh, please uh, check it out online. You can uh, go back and uh, re-listen to us on uh, WSIC's Facebook page or Purple Heart Homes Facebook page. We are joined today by our special guest, uh, Dr. Ann Fantico. I think I said that right again. Uh, If not, my apologies. And uh, Dr. Lynn Gibbard, and they are from Frontline to Farm at App State, and they are sharing with us the work that they're doing to help veterans that are interested or in in a part of farming uh, to be better supported and be able to hone in their craft. And so uh, we've got a few more questions that uh, I know I'm certainly eager and interested to uh, hear from. Uh, We have talked about some of the goals, talked about how they got founded, talked about uh, Lynn's service and her husband's service, and Ann's father, uh, he was uh, in uh, Korea. And uh, so just uh, a rich history there and learning more about uh, the great work that they're doing. And and so as we were just talking in this last segment, you know, about some of the goals, um, I'm just interested as you're a part of App State, I, you know, if you think about folks going to university of all ages, kind of you know, what does that look like for this program? And and are you looking at folks that are just interested in getting into farming or folks that have been doing farming for 20 years? What, what does that look like? Who are new farming and who have been in farming for quite a while. Um, Anne's area and sustainable agriculture, that's something that a lot of traditional farmers want to know more about because it can help save them money, can help them with soil conservation, environmental impacts and those things. Um, you know, certainly being here at the university, we have uh, active student veterans on campus. Some of them are are involved in the project. Um, I think, Anne, it'd be really nice to talk a little bit about that, about some of the students who've been involved. Yeah, I would say it would be hard to run our program without students. You know, it um, was not something that um, we anticipated, but just, um, you know, realizing the talents, you know, we're working with people in the very early part of their careers. And it's just, you know, mm-hmm. great that we get to work with them at this stage. Um, Erin Smith is our communication specialist, and she really uh, just does a great job with social media. And um, she's also at the same time being trained by Lynn. So, you know, she's um, she's learning at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and one story media, too. Yes, the mm-hmm. student run media agency, Second Story Media. And um, one of our students, um, uh, you know, the student veterans are often some of our, our best students in our classes. And I got to know um, Nelson Gonzalez is a sustainable development student, and he's done some work with us. Um, he's actually, um, App State does have a farm in Fleetwood. It's, um, you know, a diversified farm with uh, greenhouses, crops. Uh, normally we have livestock on our pastures also. And we also have um, campus gardens and Nelson's really gotten us excited about hydroponics because we just we like you know showing how to farm you know um, with lots of land but it's also important to show how to farm and produce food when you don't have as much land or maybe you don't even have access to land at all so that is hydroponics and it's um, biointensive production and enough that Lynn and I have gotten interested in um, kind of victory garden concepts you know um, victory over 
you know, challenges, victory over um, climate, you know, that farmers have a lot of ability to save us <laughs> with a lot of our climate issues because you can store so much carbon in the ground, you know, through carbon sequestration. So I would say it's just wonderful to work, you know, within our departments and, and with students and especially the student um, veterans. So what in the near term does Frontline to Farm have coming up? So we have Frontline to Farm. We've talked a good deal about the training that we're doing. So we have a training that we're working on for this summer. And anyone who wants to support that training, maybe adopt a farmer veteran so that and uh, help us pay their way through that training. That would be amazing. But we have other projects and mentioned um, the Victory Garden project. So we're looking at trying to create more gardens at App State and supporting some of the gardening and homesteading that goes on in the community um, and encouraging that, um, you know, just helping people to grow their own food. Uh, I think the pandemic really demonstrated to people that that's a good idea and that having access to local farms and local produce can really save lives in a situation like that. Lynn, uh, we're going to pause you for one second. We got uh, another caller calling in here uh, for you. Stand by. All right, caller, you are listening to putting the pieces back together. Uh, yes, good. sir. How you doing, John and uh, Devin? What is y'all calling? Dog, Devin Dog. <laughs> Devin Dog. I like that. Devin Dog. <laughs> That, that man, I love that man. He got a laugh to take the roof off. I ain't lying. <laughs> he does take our roof off the Purple Heart Homes all but the what time. I call, what, I, what I call to tell y'all, brother, uh, brothers, um, the ladies that I think it was the last one that got through talking, her testimony was she said she she, she flunked femi, uh, chemistry. And that was, a, uh, that was a closed door for the open door that she's doing now. So tell her the Lord blessed her to do what she's doing now. That I just want to just encourage her on that. Lynn's on the line with us and she can she can hear you. Lynn, yeah, you thank like you so much. Oh, you're welcome, you know, because you know a closed door is another open door opportunity. Mm -hmm. And uh, we appreciate what y'all do. Thank you, uh, John. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a blessed day. We're really, we're really hoping that Frontline to Farm can do that for farmer veterans and for beginning farmers, that it can be that door opening when they think one is closing. So so, so what, what I hear you saying is we can take my black thumb that I hit with the hammer last week and we can turn it into a green thumb. Well, you could do what I did and marry someone with a green thumb. Oh, that sounds like a much, much simpler solution. <laughs> um, I'm, I am, yeah, I got that black thumb problem, too. I'm constantly bringing plants home from the office to get rescued, only to tragically have to come back to the office again. <laughs> you know, well, if people aren't good at growing things, sometimes they're good at composting things. And yeah, compost is just as important. And it... it Again, it, it builds carbon in our soils. So, and I wanted to jump in and just say something. Ann had brought up hydroponics and people talk about, you know, hydroponics and maybe it's not something that you can do. My, um, my husband, Bob, kind of MacGyvered one of those 50 gallon tubs into a hydroponic garden for basil. So we have basil all year long growing in a window in the house and it's all grown hydroponically. Um, and so those are some of the things that we want to pass on through that 
victory garden project that Frontline to Farm has is that if you're growing in container gardens on your deck, even in your house, that people can reconnect to the food that they're putting in their bodies. You don't have to grow everything. I'm not going to start. We raised pigs when I was a kid, but I'm not raising a pig. Bob keeps talking about getting chickens, and I've had chickens. Now, I, I got to say, Lynn, I'm interested in these free-range pigs. I got to I got to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, you got to talk to Ann about that. She'll tell you all about the free-range pigs. I thought you had one. His name's Chappie, right? <laughs> Don't so, be talking about my bully. <laughs> so my mother grew up on a dairy farm. We had cows growing up. We had just game chickens. We had eggs and things like that. So not a bad thing to have to have access to. And as you said, I believe COVID really showed us that for us to be independent, self-sustaining to that, to some degree anyway, is nothing but a good thing. Um, so the show's going to be ending soon. So I want to ask one last question here. And, and how can folks get involved and support your mission? So anyone can support our mission. You can um, give funds or in-kind donations. We have farmers who have needs and, and we want to try to help meet those needs. We want to help meet the needs of people who want to come to the training. The training is free for uh, the people who come. So we take on the cost of everything involved with the training. Um, you can just go to, uh, and I'm drawing a blank on our, it's uh, frontlinetofarm.appstate.edu. That's right, right? Yes. So you can go right to our uh, web page. It'll tell you all kinds of stuff about us and our project and what we've done. And it has a donate button on there and you can donate. Um, it goes through Appalachian State, which is a nonprofit. So you can write those donations off. Every little bit helps. And um, I'm going to put in a plug here because uh, one of the there's a national organization called the Farmer Veteran Coalition. And we're lucky, lucky enough to have a North Carolina uh, chapter, and I am the vice president of that chapter, we're going to be doing one-day trainings on um, October 13th here in the high country. We'll have one. It's the Farmer Veteran Coalition of North Carolina's educational conference. We'll be doing training in the morning and farm visits in the afternoon, and that's on October 13th. They're going to be doing another one in the eastern part of the state, and that's on October 27th down in Fayetteville. And all you have to do is everybody's probably watching on Facebook now, just hop onto Facebook and look up the North Carolina Farmer Veteran Coalition and you'll find information on, on that training and how to register for that training. Be perfect for somebody like Hope. Yeah, well, ladies, let me tell you, thank you uh, first uh, for Paul uh, closes us out here. Let me tell you, thank you uh, for your service, uh, Lynn. Thank you for your family service. And thank you uh, for what y'all are doing now for our veterans and for our, for our country and our community. Uh, just helping to uh, teach those that are uh, feeding us. Yeah, thank you guys for your time today. Look them up, folks. Get involved if you can. Support how you can. You've been listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together by Purple Heart Homes. <laughs>